Steelers, start your engines! Yellow's out, yellow's out. Manning just let out Randy what is up everybody it is currently sunday march 25th dakota and i are actually watching the nascar cup race while we're making the podcast right now uh hope everybody's having a wonderful day the green flag is out we're ready to roll three wide with djg what's going on dakota nothing much um enjoying this race from Coda. um it's nice that it's not raining this year right yeah they had a a lot of uh messes to deal with last year but good to see sunshine and uh been a good weekend of racing so far yes um uh, how was your week long as usual um lots of going lots of stuff going on at work i've been promoted so i'm doing a lot of training but finished that up this week and then i'm back to normal schedule um get to enjoy a couple of days off um from now on so get to focus a, a little bit more time <laughs> on podcast and, and things like that so getting ready for our race season this absolutely. year absolutely so excited um how about your week same stuff different day pretty much all week um work's been busy but we're working on finishing up a project that's been several years in the making it's something that kind of needed to be done uh back in like the 90s <laughs> oh i God. think i think that's what they said at work but it was actually something that I kind of st- started when I was a sophomore in college. They kind of handed it to me and were like, here, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of taken off since then, and we're about done with it. We're about got it all wrapped up. So hopefully I'm on to some bigger, better things after that. Um, so I'm excited for that, but it's still work, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but at least you get to see, like, you took something from the very beginning and you've seen it all the way through. Right. That's exciting. Um I still don't quite understand why they gave it to me as a sophomore in college and thought that I was going to be able to do something with it. Because the design has changed Mm -hmm. significantly since I started it. But I guess I can take credit for getting the project jump-started. But anyway, back Uh, to racing stuff. Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump into uh, some Atlanta recap now. Elena was very different this year because they did do a reconfiguration where um, it, it completely changed into essentially a super speedway um, with narrow straightaway. So, or backstretch, one or the other. But they narrowed the track at some point uh, on the track and then it, it became essentially a super speedway race. Now, I know we talked about it last week and we really weren't sure what to expect. Um, I think that. What that, was your reaction after watching? What you, you know, I talked about, like you just said, talked about not knowing what to expect. And I think just that exact thing happened. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of this, that, and everything going on. Uh, the truck race was pretty, it was a, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. I was kind of watching bitch. And, I did, <laughs> I said this, I did this last week, bits and pieces of it. Um, man. Uh, but I think all in all, it was pretty good. I, I like super speedway racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of the drivers hate it because they feel like it's very unsafe. Um, but I think as a fan, it's fun to watch. Not you know, I'm not the type of fan that just watches for the wrecks. Um, that was 
me when I was little before I really got into racing. Right. But I do like the, you know, bumper to bumper shoving people. There's a lot of strategy that plays into super speedway racing. And I like, you know, everybody handles it differently. You know, you have your, some guys are like, let's get to the front and let's stay up there. And then you have people like Denny Hammond, for example, he typically will drop way out of the pack and just kind of, uh, stay towards the tail end of the pack until the very end of the race. And, you know, if he stays clean, he, he ends up working his way back up to the front when he, when it's go time. Uh, but all in all, I think the repave was a good idea. I did notice, I don't know which turn it was, but coming out of it, right when they hit the straightaway, there was a massive bump. Yeah. Massive. Um, and I'm surprised that that didn't upset the cars any more than it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just kind of in a spot where they were straight enough. Like, they weren't still turning when they hit the bump, so it didn't affect it all too much. Right. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I like I said, I didn't know what to expect. And then I did watch all three races, um, and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but there were some issues that did arise that i never would have thought of and and we'll get into that in a minute but um i just kind of wanted to go over some of the highlights um this is of the cup race um so big hit for for noah uh on lap 24 uh his car got loose and then he went to correct and it just snapped to the right and uh he hit the outside wall a ton um glad he was all right and then several leaders ended up um Several leaders, this is the issue that I didn't think was going to happen. Several leaders ended up in the outside wall um, after suffering tire failures. Um, I think almost every single leader of that race at, at one point or another um, lost a tire and made you know, contact with the outside wall. Um, and then four to go in the first stage, um, several cars involved in an incident. Uh, that, that wreck uh, essentially would end up to end Kyle Busch's day. Um, and then at some point, Redrick, um, uh, Tyler Redick murdered the outside wall <laughs> um, <laughs> after he suffered a tire failure. And uh, I didn't know what happened, but I saw that there was like a bunch of red stuff on the front of his car. I said, did he hit somebody? I don't know why. That was the first thing I thought of, but it was crazy. Um, so he was a victim of, of a tire failure. And then this next highlight was uh, Toddy G, um, good Toddy. friend of the show. Uh, so him and Michael were, were laps like a lap or two down and for whatever reason they split the field. So Todd went up and, and Michael stayed at the bottom and it split the field. And, um, originally they thought that Todd might've suffered like a a tire failure or, or something else had happened. And, and he made contact with the outside wall. Um, so everybody started checking up to avoid him because he had, uh, he would go into a spin Greg Biffle uh, made contact with Cody Ware, who sent him into the outside wall. Cody Ware, Cody Ware had massive contact with the outside wall. Um, huge hit for him. Um, and, you know, I thought maybe he had a tire failure also. And then I went on tw- uh, social media, Twitter, after the race, and a lot of people were giving Todd shit. Um, which, I mean, he's a rookie, rookie mistake. Um, do I think they should have split the field? Absolutely not. Um, I know Bob Pogras did a interview with Todd and Todd said that it was a communication error. Um, he didn't ask what his team wanted him to do with Michael. Uh, you know, he said something like, um, he had seen drivers during the weekend go up to 
to get out of the draft and get out of the way. And he thought that's what him and Michael were going to do. And then he, he noticed Michael was going to stay on the bottom and it was too late for him to do anything. And, and he just got too high up into the wall and uh, ended his day and, and Cody Ware's day. Um, but, I mean, it was just a rookie mistake and, and it's going to happen. And, you know, people were saying he doesn't deserve to be in, in the Cup Series and, and teach their own whatever. But, you know, he's he's bound to make mistakes and, and it was just unfortunate for, for him to uh, be a part of it. I think that falls under the same line of, you know, Ty Gibbs making some of the mistakes yeah. he's made early on, you know, being too aggressive too early, you know. But I, that's part of it. You you got to earn respect. Now that's not necessarily the way to do it. Mistakes are made, you know. You got to learn somehow. And it's kind of one of those things where I don't think you'll learn it unless you experience it. And, you know, that's just part of it. Yeah. I do want to say I feel I think if I remember correctly, a lot of drivers were kind of concerned about wrecking at Atlanta now because, uh, well, one, the track's so fast now, it acts like a super speedway, that, and the straights are so narrow that there's just like, if no people way. wreck, there's nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, so that might be something, either they, I, I don't know what they do with that. I don't think it's really something they can address. I think it's just something that they're going to be like, you know, you got to deal with it. Or eventually, you know, as the, I think the track will wear in and it won't necessarily act exactly like a super speedway. Or maybe the guys just have to change their driving style. Um, <clears throat> right. But I also want to talk about going back to the truck race. Um, I have actually really enjoyed the truck races this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of them have been pretty good so far. And I know, you know, we talk about how the Xfinity is kind of the... Xfinity series is, at least in my opinion, my favorite series to watch. Um, it's been provided, for me, the most interesting racing out of the three series. But I think the trucks are keeping up with them pretty well this year. I mean, yeah. especially after the Coda race yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into that. But I agree 100%. You know, I the race where <clears throat> the Thor teammates wrecked, I don't remember what race that was off the top of my head. Um but that was a pretty good race, and I was like, "Damn!" Like the trucks are putting on a good show, and mm-hmm. ever since then, I I I would agree. Um, so for the Cup race, your finishing lineup was Byron, uh, Christopher Bell, uh, Ross Chastain, Kurt Busch, and and Daniel Suarez. Uh, top five finish for both track house drivers. Um, love to see that. Um, and then jumping to Xfinity. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't watch too much Xfinity this time around. But AJ came home first. Austin Hill second. Cole Custer, Noah Gregson, and Sam Mayer. And then your trucks: Zane Smith. Uh, this is. Is this for Atlanta or Coda? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. Oh damn it. Yes. Okay. My bad. I didn't get the lineup or the finishing lineups for Xfinity trucks. But um, that's Coda. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, anyway, Elena, I think it was pretty good. Uh, I know a lot of people went on social media and complained about it <clears throat> and said, this isn't racing and, uh, this is just for entertainment, but it's like, you got to take and give, I think. And yeah, I, I mean, I was open to road course racing whenever they added all the road courses, but I feel like I've enjoyed each road course race that I've watched. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that <clears throat> I would typically be like, yeah, let's do Let's go to a road course race. Let's, you know, uh, I'm a short track guy personally, but 
I'm not going to complain about it if I if I've enjoyed watching it. Like you just have to be as a fan. I think you have to be open to more. The change. The change. It's like, yeah, we want more short tracks because, in our opinion, it provides some of the best racing. But, you know, I, I can't complain about this. You know, you got guys, especially at Coda, like we're watching right now, on a restarts, they're going four, five, six wide into the first turn. You're just like, what are you guys doing? Right. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, so I can't talk about Atlanta without talking about the penalty imposed on um Brad Kozowski and Roush Fenway Kozowski Racing. Um, to my knowledge, this is the biggest um, penalty issued by NASCAR. Um, so this news broke. NASCAR issues deduction of 100 owner points, 100 driver points, and 10 NASCAR playoff points to the number six Roush Fenway Kozowski Racing team for modifying a single source supplied part. Um, their crew chief has been fined $100,000 and and suspended for the next four races. Um, I want to know, to a crew chief, like how much one, how, like how much does a crew chief get paid? So like, you know, an NBA player gets fined $100,000, and they're like, ooh, big deal. Right. So like a crew chief in NASCAR, when they get fined $100,000, how much of a hit to them is that? Right. I mean, I've Googled it, and they can make, you know, anywhere from, you know, six figures all the way to, to a couple million. Uh, depending on the team. Now that's not confirmed, but that's what Google says. Um, that's a good question. Um, and I know you also asked, you know, what part was modified. And I do, I think I remember seeing something to do with suspension. Now I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but, uh, I do want to read Kenny Wallace's opinion. And then I want to ask you a question that I saw on Twitter, which I thought was a really good question. So Kenny posted on Twitter and said, um, NASCAR teams and engineers have always designed and built a part to gain an advantage over other teams. This new car does not allow engineers to gain any advantage. This is why we see such a large penalty on uh, the race team. Now, somebody else, I didn't screenshot it, but they were essentially like, um, actually, I think it was Hoffman. He was like, you know, this penalty shows that NASCAR will not... Um, tolerate any advantages so we had talked about at the beginning of the year not just us but a lot of people who are heavily involved in racing said you know these cars are the same but once a team figures out an advantage it'll switch up the game personally i don't think that's going to happen with these types of penalties i'm going to disagree with you and here's why engineers are very 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 clever people Mm -hmm. some more than ever others uh that's their job Mm-hmm. Oh, well, not totally, but you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think while NASCAR is kind of hammering, putting the hammer down on these things, someone's going to figure out how to get around it. It's just a matter of when. Like, there is going to be something that happens at some point that NASCAR doesn't catch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it can't be too obvious. You know? Right. But I think I think it happened. I still think it's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> I know NASCAR has their technology on how they scan these cars. It's all like lasers and all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. has improved by a significant amount to hopefully eliminate that. But like I said, these engineers, they're going to, something's going to happen at some point. Someone's going to figure something out and NASCAR's not going to pick up on it. 
and I think I think this car makes it harder. But that's that's part of the fun of being an engineer. It's like you take design challenges like this or stuff like that, and you kind of grab the bull by the horns and be like, "Hey, I can do this." Like I know it's not going to be an easy, you know, nothing's easy. So right. it's just something. It's going to take time. Yes, uh, I think a lot of people are going to put their heads together, but I think it does happen still. Um, maybe not as soon as I thought it was going to happen, but I definitely think it's going to happen. Interesting. I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I can kind of agree with you. I think it, it, it could still happen. I think, you know, these guys are really smart. They have, you know, big buck degrees, right? They work with the biggest, you know, race racing series in the country or whatever. Um, I don't know. But I, I, but I think of NASCAR, you know, that's – one of the biggest penalties imposed by NASCAR, I think, I think that's a warning message to teams that we're not going to tolerate. Oh, absolutely. I think that it's like a, you know, if you get caught, you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if you don't get caught, then, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be any, like, super massive breakthrough where the car is just two seconds faster. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be anything insane like that. But it mm-hmm. might be something, you know, comes down to a late race and you have some something done to the car that someone else doesn't and it you know gives you that slight edge mm-hmm. um but that's just my opinion yeah i mean I, I i can agree with you on certain points it'll be interesting to see regardless you know how how well these guys can figure things out with without you know being on the radar nascar's definitely displayed the message they're like don't do it yeah. but if you're going to do it make sure you don't get caught which is Interesting to me. I mean, we've seen penalties before, you know, with the previous generation of cars. Nothing like that. So it's, yeah, but it's they, interesting. They definitely emphasize that the point of this next-gen car was to even the playing field. And I think they're doing a very good job at keeping it that way. Yeah. Just like I was talking to you about earlier, um, Ross Chastain, I think he's finished top three in three races in a row or something like that. You know, if he gets him a win and kind of – can secure a spot in the playoffs, I think he's definitely going to be a contender for a championship this year. And I would have never said that last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I guess to wrap up, Elena. Now, um, Haley Deegan has a YouTube channel, and I highly recommend you watch it. Their video quality and, like, their content quality is amazing, but... It's all over the place. Like, they do they do everything. They yeah. Do, and like, they do race day stuff, and then they do, like... She's good. Shop day stuff, and yeah. then... They just do, like, you know, if they go to the lake and they're riding around on jet skis and stuff, they, they document all of that and yeah. put it on YouTube. It's it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but she had suffered uh, a very serious incident at Atlanta. Now, I wasn't too aware of it. I knew that, you know, her truck was smoking and whatever, and, and it, it didn't hit me and how serious it was until they told or how, until they announced that she was going to the medical center. But, um, I watched her YouTube video about it. Basically, um, the rear tire essentially was on fire. Yeah, so I think what happened was is the like the carcass of the tire got wrapped around the axle or something like that, and it caught on fire. And she was like, "Ah, it's getting really hot in here." And yeah, so she brought it into the pits. They took the tire off, and they were trying to put the fire out. They were trying to you know cut the carcass off, and then uh, they took a fire extinguisher and let it loose in the rear end of her truck well her air hose is all connected back there so all of the 
stuff from the fire extinguisher and all the smoke was going through her air hose into her helmet, and that's all she was breathing. So she was basically inhaling yeah. a fire extinguisher. Right. <laughs> right. So she was like, I can't breathe, and she couldn't see to get her window net down. So finally they got her window net down. They had to, like, pull her out of the car and carry her back behind the pit wall. And Yeah. And I know she said in the in her video that, <clears throat> you know, she said it got really hot in there. And I know, like, she inserted some, like, team communications and, like, nobody saw the fire. They just thought maybe it was, the you know, the the remnants of the other tire, you know, heating up or whatever. And then it, they noticed the fire. And she said, like, essentially her back was pretty much on fire. Like, yeah. that's because, I mean, it was right behind her. Um, thankful that she's all right. But I would definitely be scared in that situation. You know, I've never had a serious fire. I've only had one very small fire, thankfully. But last year, you know, I, I dealt with a fire in my car. And it was terrifying. Like, I didn't see it. I didn't know about it until, you know, people in the crowd were like, your car is on fire. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, that was scary. So I couldn't imagine. Well, it's one of those things, too. Shoes. Like, you're strapped in. Good. Yeah. So not only do you have to get your your seat be- your belts undone and off of you, you also have to get a window net down. And then you have to crawl out of the car it's not like you can just open a door and step out right yeah and for some people like they're so close to the steering wheel that they have a quick connect wheel they have to get the wheel off as well in order to even get out of the car yeah try being my size and hitting the wall and having to get out of the I'm car telling that doesn't you, have a cook that was crazy i got that thing 2.5 <laughs> all right well i'll let you discuss the uh big news out of f1 so I don't really follow F1 that what that much. Like I said before, road course racing isn't really my thing. Um, I think the uh, the technology in F1 far outweighs that of NASCAR. Uh, you know, like they have push to pass, which basically shifts the wing on the car, changes the aerodynamics so they gain horsepower or whatever. Right. They're limited on the amount they can use of it and stuff like that, which I think is cool. And some of the stories I've heard about engineers coming up with ways to help the car corner better, blah, 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 blah stuff like that. So, But I don't really follow F1. Anyway, my buddy Chance texted me the other day, and he says, so um, he's like, F1 doesn't host a race in any of like the Middle Eastern countries. And I guess that they were, I don't know if complaining is the correct term to use. But um, basically, they were wanting F1 to host a race somewhere in that region. Mm -hmm. And so F1 finally was like, yeah, we'll host a race in Saudi Arabia. So whatever, they're practicing. I don't know what day it was. But there was a missile strike within six miles of the track. And I guess they didn't do anything. I don't know. if. Well, so from what I saw... The drivers and teams were really concerned about this race. And I guess there was questions about whether or not it should continue. After the missile strike, I'm assuming the track or whoever puts this on, because I don't know how F1 works um, compared to other finishing bodies, but basically they reassured the teams and the drivers that there'd be security. How do you protect against a missile strike, first of all? But... Anyway, I guess they reassured them of their security, and they all agreed to stay, which God bless, because I would have packed my shit and went home. Well, I think it, one of the drivers, I forget who it was, I saw it earlier, they asked him, you know, like, what are your thoughts? And he's like, I'm just ready to be home. Yeah. Um, but I also saw a, a tweet several times. It was like, uh, 
lightning strike within eight miles of the track. NASCAR, yeah. we have to delay for whatever. And then it was like F1, missile strike within six miles of the track. Nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought it was, it's funny, but it's also like, like that serious, like that. Yeah. I, I feel like after that happens, like my mental state, like I'm not worried about a race. I'm worried about a missile coming in the middle of the race. You know what I mean? Well, that brings up a good point now too, because I just, I like just remembered that, you know, with the Russia, Ukraine situation going on, F1 decided after like severe blowback, um, not to host. They're not doing the Russia, yeah. the race in Russia. And, uh, I think it was actually, was it Haas? Yes. That let the Russian driver go, which I don't necessarily agree with because he was like, I'm just here to race. He's like, I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever it's business, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were, Haas was getting pushed back, which like you said, I really didn't have, I mean, it's unfortunate for him, but I, I don't know that that shit's wild because like, if it was just like, I mean, think about, you know, politics here. Like if somebody got forced out because of their beliefs, I mean, it would be, it'd be absolute chaos. Yeah. 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 Um, but as far as, you know, the whole, like, we're not going to host a race because Russia is invading, but yet you're, you have made it to a track in a different country and I don't know what's going on over there. I mean, obviously it's crazy over there. But you have a missile strike six miles from your facility, and y'all decide to stay or even go in the first place? I don't really want to make assumptions, and this might make me look like a bad person. And I really don't I – don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, any way, shape, or form, but, like, I feel like that's why they don't race there. Yeah, I, I – I'm sure there are other underlying factors, but – and if that wasn't a reason before, it is now. Yeah. I mean, no offense, but, like, I wouldn't want to go race in Pakistan or, you know, a war-torn country that is going through, you know, conflicts with themselves and other countries. Like, Especially if, it, you know, they're just like, we're just here to race. Like, this is our job. We're not bothering anybody. Yeah. And then for, like, stuff like that to be in the back of your head, which, I mean, I guess it could be really anywhere. Yeah. But, I don't know. It is what it is. Right. Uh, Also, with the... Uh, F1 race. There was a that the Haas driver, coincidentally, uh, pretty big wreck. Yeah, practice qualifying. I don't know. Um, he hit the wall really hard, and I guess when they like went to grab, pick the car up, or like the car basically split in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe the driver is okay, so that's good to see. But it was a like when I first watched it, I was like, ah, you know. And then I watched it again. I was like, okay, that was really hard. Yeah, um, it was a monster hit. Which F1 cars never look pretty when they wreck because they're built to just break into pieces. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're used to seeing these cars bounce off a wall and whatnot. And it's like, oh, the front splitter's bent, something like that. Well, on these cars, you can hit the wall and it looks like it yeah. <laughs> would stand. But so, it's kind of different. You know, glad he's okay, though. I mean, that was Absolutely. a hard, hard hit. Absolutely. Um I like to talk about this because I wasn't aware of situations going on with this, but um, I only put it in here because I saw a tweet talking about Bristol Dirt Nationals, and I completely spaced that it was currently happening. So that's supposed to run through March 20th to April 2nd, but after what you told me, I'm not sure they're going to make it to April 2nd. But I don't know. I don't know if, you know, I was just reading comments Mm -hmm. on Facebook and stuff like that. So So I guess we should say allegedly. Yes. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. I don't want to make any wrong assumptions here. 
Uh, but the comments about Bristol Dirt Nationals have been very negative so far. Um, the car count last year, I think, I, if I remember correctly, was much, much larger than it was this year, um, which I guess it's the same trend we're kind of seeing with short track nationals at Bristol. First year it was, like, super cool, and then, like, the car counts just dropped significantly. Um, But I will say the track itself looked much better this year. Um, The state of the track. Um, But I I haven't really followed it. I thought about it, um, but I just haven't. Uh, I did see a post on Facebook. It was Dallin Murdy. Um pretty the murdy name is pretty big in dirt uh in their class and i don't know exactly what class that is uh but i saw this post last night and dallin said had a great weekend at the bristol dirt nationals won the big dance feature from seventh but unfortunately was docked two spots for my fins in quotations on the rear kickers dumbfounded that i ran them last year and all of this week at bristol Although I completely disagree with the tech official's decision, I am forced to respect it. Thanks to whoever complained to the tech officials about it, it really made my day. Not. We will move on and continue our winning ways. And I got to looking at this this picture that he posted, you know, kind of showing what the fins were. And I'm like, first off, I don't feel like they're going to give you that much of a competitive edge. Now, I could be wrong because there are people way smarter than I am. But, I mean... So, like, in the roll cage on a car, you have the rear kickers, which go down, like, basically where the back seats would be and mount. They get welded to the frame of the car. So, he has basically, you know, in the back seat of the car where, like, the children's seat belt thing would be. Mm -hmm. It's kind of extended further, so it kind of butts right up back to his driver's seat. It's all sheet metal. And where the cage runs through the sheet metal down to the frame. Well, from the sheet metal basically up to the roof of the car, there's these little fins, and they stick out maybe two inches from the edge of the um, roll cage. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like – I'm trying to paint this picture as well as I can. We'll insert picture here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I don't – for what they drive, I don't feel like that would give them much of a competitive. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to dirt, but I mean, to be stupid here, that's like if I left a piece of tape on the top of my car and they said that was an aerodynamic advantage. I mean, it, it looks like it doesn't do shit. But to be fair, it's Bristol. They're running fast and it may help them a little more than I think. But I mean, it's just so small that and plus you have the frame of yeah. Like the top of the car I mean, that's kind of blocking a lot of it. Like you, I don't. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't look like. I mean, it's it's still in the it's still in the car. It's not outside. It's not. I mean, it's it's. I I don't know. If anybody races dirt or knows more than we do, please let us know. But like, I don't. I, I understand the concept of wings on cars and how it affects air. Yeah, but, but like with like the World Outlaws or like wing sprints stuff, like this doesn't. It's nowhere near that. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, If anyone else who's smarter than I am wants to explain that, please do. I would appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, please, because I don't don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but certainly not in that situation. Um, All right. Well, moving on. I hope they make it to April 2nd, by the way, if the allegations are true, but we'll see. Um... 
I wanted to share the names of the Alan Quickie Development Driver Program. Um, so those winners were Jackson Boone. Uh, my handwriting sucks. I'm sorry. Jacob. Hang on. I'm going to butcher these names. Hang on, hang on. I can probably find it again. Yeah, I'll let you take over. I suck at names. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have Jackson Boone, Chad Butts. Oh, there's Jacob Borst, Chad Butts, Nick Egan, Max Kaler, Ryan Kuhn, Austin McDonald. Does this look right? Yeah, so those were the 16. Okay. So the seven were Jackson Boone, Jacob. Oh, okay. I don't know. My handwriting sucks. I'm going to go not, not stead. Not a stad. Not a stad. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jacob. Aiden Playbon. Mm-hmm. Katie Ree. No, sorry, Kate Ree. Evan Shotko. Riley Stingem and Dylan Zampi. Um, congratulations to those men and women. Uh, I also wanted to congratulate Hunter Wright um, on being a semifinalist. I did not know this, but um, this is his second year of trying to become a finalist and his second year of becoming a semifinalist. So both years that he's um, applied for the program, he's been a semifinalist, um, which I would say, you know, looking at it sucks. But it's a pretty big accomplishment. But it is a big accomplishment, and I think if he keeps working hard, I mean, he's a really good driver. If he if he keeps working hard at it and and just keeps doing what he's doing. How uh, old is he? He's pretty young. I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, 21. Yeah. So, I mean, if he keeps... Oh, sorry. My face is in this race. But <laughs> if he keeps working on it and, and just keeps his head up and, and keeps doing what he's doing, uh, I have no reason uh, to not believe that he... I have no reason to doubt that he will ever be a finalist, if that makes sense. I think he will be a Alan Quickie development driver. Uh, I see that happening uh, for him uh, pretty soon. I also want to know... Hopefully next year. But. There's another name on this list that's very familiar to us. Uh, Ryan Kuhn. So when Dakota Hunter and I ran in the virtual All-American 400, what, late last year? Yeah, it would have been... Wasn't it? It would have been the same time they ran the... Yeah, it was like the weekend after they ran the All-American 400 in real life. We ran the virtual All-American 400 on iRacing. Which sucked for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I believe... Oof. So Ryan Kuhn ended up winning that race, and I, he led most, if not all of it. Um, So I knew... Hunter texted me, what, maybe a week after that, and was like, so Ryan's like the third best asphalt oval driver on all of iRacing. And so I got her. Hunter sent me a picture of the stats, and sure enough, his name's in the top three. So I knew he's really good at sim racing, but I didn't know that he was just as good in real life. Uh, I get. I think this is his at least his second time Yeah. as a semifinalist. Um, so that's cool. I wouldn't doubt it. To say that, you know, I haven't raced with him in real life, but I've sim raced with him. Uh, so that's pretty neat. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. I'm going to suck this podcast, uh, but this race is really good. And Austin Cedric almost just got slammed. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Coda Weekend. Uh, so now I will watch this. Please hold everybody. I mean, look how close that is. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my. All right. Back to regularly scheduled programming. All right. The results that I read earlier, thinking it was Atlanta, this <laughs> is Coda. So Xfinity, we had AJ Allmendinger, Austin Hill, Cole Custer, Noah Gregson, and Sam Mayer round out your top five for Xfinity. And the trucks, Zane Smith with Front Row Motorsports takes home first. John Hunter Nemechek, Kyle Busch, Ben Rhodes, Sam Smith, right? No, sorry. Chandler. Yeah. My God. <laughs> um, congratulations to Zane and, and Front Row Motorsports. Really happy to see that. Um, so, second year that they yeah. take home the win. Front Row, Front Row's truck team must love Coda because Toddy G won this race last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zane Smith after a wild finish. Uh, so Kyle Busch ran this race yesterday in the trucks. Uh, Alex Bowman also ran this race in the trucks yesterday. And... We're coming down to the last two laps. I think it ended up in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kyle, Kyle Busch led most of the race, as you can imagine. Um, and let's see, who was it? That wasn't Stuart Friesen was in second. Uh, Alex Bowman was in third. And Zane Smith was in fourth. And they were coming to, I think, turn 11, which is a very, very, very tight hairpin turn. And uh, Bowman was trying to set up a pass to the inside of Friesen. Uh, to kind of outbreak him and into the turn, and Friesen shoved him down like low, mm-hmm. and Kyle Busch took the wide uh, entry so you could cut kind of cut the corner short uh, and just get a good exit to go to set yourself up for the next corner. Um, and Bowman drove it in way too deep. He missed his breaking point because he was so far to the inside. He got into freezing, and then those two bumped Kyle Busch, and then Zane Smith just swooped in and took the lead, and, I mean, absolutely just took off from everybody. Yeah. He had a – so, because usually I'm the one that's <coughs> snapping Hunter and Jarrett, and I'm like, holy shit, or damn, or whatever. And Jarrett was in that position this time, and I was like, what's going on? Because I had just gotten home from work, and he told me, he's like, this truck race, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. So I turned it on, glass lap. And it was a impressive. Like it was, that's all you like. Jarrett said. Jarrett told me because I was telling him I was like, I wish I watched the rest of the race or whatever. He's like, that's all you needed to see. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, that was the last lap was very impressive. And I mean, the whole race was good. And, don't get me wrong. But yeah, like that that was like holy crap. If you had to watch any part of it, the last lap for sure. But um, yeah, and I just want to say, front row motorsports, um, dominating. I mean, to, I mean, I've read their history. Um, and, and where they started and, and where they're at now. I mean, overall, very dominate, dominating, a t- very dominating team. Um, obviously, they're still learning in the Cup Series for sure, uh, especially with these new cars. So it's a for every team, it's a big learning curve. But their truck team, it's young. It's a young truck team, but very good team. So I'm excited <laughs> to Man. keep watching them and and whatnot. I'm gonna I'm gonna comment on Noah Gregson. I think this is his year. I yeah I agree. I I don't want to jinx him, but I really want to believe that this is his year because I know was it last week at Atlanta he had some pretty hard contact, but mm-hmm. other than that he had, I don't think he's finished out of the top five. Right. So off to a wonderful start, and the Xfinity series is getting ready to start the. Dash for cash again. You remember what that was, where they have like the four drivers and whoever finishes the best out of the four at 
X. So I don't know which races exactly, or if it's mm-hmm. just like from here on out, but a select set like of races. races but the yeah. highest finisher out of those four gets an extra hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So that'll be cool once they start that back up. And then I, t- I was talking to you about this earlier, you know, with Ross Chastain in the Cup Series. If he gets in the playoffs, he's going to be a threat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, going back to Noah real quick, I, I would agree. I think Noah, I, I I think, but I certainly hope that this is his year. I, I definitely see him being this year's Xfinity champion. Um, trucks, I mean, Zane Smith's up to two wins now. Um, I don't know. I think Front Row Motorsports definitely in contention for another championship. Uh, Cup Series, it's a toss-up. I don't know. It's a big toss-up. Oh, something else we need to talk about today. I'm going to let you kind of cover it because I think you followed it a little better than I did. Uh, was I know we talked to Kyle Frame last weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I meant to put that in here too. So um, we talked to Kyle last week. Um, very hopeful that he would have a good run. I certainly think he did have a good run. Now I do know. I didn't know at the time, but... After his race, he he went on social media and talked about it that um, I believe he had a bad fuel pump. Yes. And they decided not to replace it, hoping that it would just kind of last them the race. Yeah. And uh, so he struggled with that. And then uh, he said that the handling of the car just went away after uh, on the long runs that, you know, his short short run speed and everything was pretty good. And then the further they got into the race and the long runs, the handling just went away, which, I mean, he did talk about. He talked about how much of an so, issue they had with tires. Yeah, and so, I mean, that wasn't shocking, uh, especially on the long runs. Pretty big track compared to the ones around here, I would say. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to happen. Um, still had an impressive run, though. I mean, he finished top five. Um, I, I think he ended up ending or finishing fifth and then i think there was was a tech tech issue yeah so then he did move up to fourth um so i mean it was still a good run uh not what they were hoping for obviously but um not to not a bad start to the year and uh i think finished the race i mean that yeah that's that's a win in itself in my eyes Um, right granted i haven't actually ran a race before but I think, you know. God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Bringing home your car in one piece is always a plus. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see how the new car does. Oh, for sure. I think uh, I think it's going to be fast. I think, I, 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 I don't know. I'm excited to see uh, the end result. But I don't think it's going to be a fast car. I think they have a fast car now with the, with the current 39 that they have. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited to follow I, along. Kyle definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think that's very obvious. So uh, we'll see what other tricks he's got up his sleeve. And definitely I plan on following him all season. Yeah. Um, Especially if he's going to be racing close to us. I would like to go to those races and maybe, you know, talk to him in person, you know, just kind of chat it up with him a little bit. You know, we're going to be on his car. So I'd like to be able to talk to him. And I think my plan is to somehow figure out a way to get with him. Um, at Lucas Oil, I bought my tickets, so hopefully we can run into him there. Um, I'm sure he'll be at Winchester again. Um, would love to go to Nashville this year. Doubt that happens, but at least two opportunities to potentially talk to him. But yeah, I'd love to talk to him and and uh, 
see what he's up to. I would highly suggest following him on um, social media. I know he said something. I think it was on his Instagram story that he was going to post a video of some sort, um, kind of recapping that weekend. So definitely follow along for that and and any other content that him and his team put out. But um, good start to the year regardless. I know it wasn't what they wanted, and I'm sure it was – not a great feeling to to not come home first for him. I know he has high hopes and and whatnot, but still an impressive run from Kyle. And I don't know. I think I do think I don't want to jinx him, but I think he is a a real threat to this year's championship in the Boris Compact Touring Series. And absolutely, that's who I'm rooting for this year. Absolutely. Um, that's kind of all I have. Is there anything else you want to add? That um, well, I will address that. Um, this episode is not being um recorded on a camera this week um i know we posted about it on social media that we are going through some rebranding if you will that's a weird word to use but whatever so um we're gonna redo the the set the studio whatever um make it look a lot nicer and cleaner um do some other changes behind the scene and and then uh hopefully next week we can return to what we've been doing but um that's what we're doing and i'm not this isn't my best episode uh because this race is really good it's very good and i'm getting ready to go watch some march madness yeah north carolina it's a great day except it's sunday i don't want to yeah yeah but yeah so that's all i have um follow us on social media to stay up to date on um everything um, if you saw that our name changed on social media and was like, what the heck is this? That's why. Um, all the social media used to be under the podcast name, but we changed everything to DJG Motorsports because we intend on posting content from from our racing season and, and you know every event that we go to. So um, just trying to change things up a little bit, but we're still going to do the podcast. We're still going to do um, episodes as frequently as, frequently as possible. I'm still going to post it everywhere that we currently post it at. So, no, that's changing. Just a different look, if you will. But uh, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got as well. Um, Just want to continue to thank everybody for continuing to support us. Absolutely. Um, Like, it's still a learning process for us. I think it's going to be an infinite learning process for us. It's going to be a while. We're always going to want to be better. Um, And... We appreciate everybody being patient with us. We appreciate everybody for listening or watching, listening for this episode, of course. Uh, but we do appreciate it. It doesn't go unnoticed, and uh, we hope that you continue to rock with us. Yep. All right. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>